Welcome to the Cedar Creek Church Podcast, where we share stories of life change and inspire you to take a next step in your own faith journey, to discover your purpose, and honor God with your life. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey, Sam. (laughs) Welcome to the Cedar Creek Church Podcast. Today, we have our campus pastors and our senior pastor gathered um, to discuss what's new for 2023. Um, We have our senior pastor, Philip Lee. Good morning. Good morning. Um, campus pastor at the Ridge Campus, KT. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Um, West Campus pastor, Wes Holbrook. Hey. All right. And then Danny Wilson, our campus pastor at the Banksville Campus. Good morning. <laughs> so just to get us started, um, Pastor Philip, we are nearing the 30th birthday of Cedar Creek Church. Yes. So whenever we think about a birthday, we reflect on the life of the church and Would you just share some of the major milestones or things that stand out in your memory of the Cedar Creek Church history? Yeah. Wow. Just it's so amazing when you think about Cedar Creek Church literally started as a home group, Uh, six couples meeting together. It was five couples who met weekly with our founding pastor, Richard Swift, and his wife, Lori, met in their living room and had home group together. And at the same time, modeled for those other five couples what a home group leader does, what a home group is. And then after about six, eight months of that, that one home group launched into six different home groups. And that huge multiplication coincided with the first in-person public worship gathering of Cedar Creek Church as a church family, and that was in April of 1993. So that's why April is our birthday month, uh, which is amazing, 30 years. And uh, that started, those public worship gatherings literally started in a rented daycare center that still, uh, the building's still there. In fact, it's been used by a church now on Pine Log, right near the intersection of Pine Log and Powder House in there. And so about 120 people showed up for that first service, and it just exploded from there. And then after a year there, 93 families, uh, nine, think about this, this amazes me, 93 families uh, raised a million dollars in a single year. And that was allowed them to buy the 14 acres here where our Banks Mill campus is now located. And then the following year, they started construction on the first two buildings, the original worship center that had the offices and the nursery, and then a single classroom building. And that all started uh, right here in that one little spot and then has just grown from there. And, you know, when I think about Cedar Creek Church and reflect, especially looking back over 30 years, um, Consistency and flexibility, all at the same time. Incredibly consistent vision for our church. Our vision has been the same for 30 years, but incredible flexibility in the strategies of accomplishing that vision and our mission. So that that's what I think about when I think about our history. Consistency around a vision, but incredible flexibility uh, flexibility in accomplishing that with different strategies that are always changing. So speaking of strategies changing, um, Wes, 
We are coming off of a Sunday where you had the opportunity to preach live from the West Campus. I did, yeah. Um, and that's a that's a little different, right, for your people? And It is, yeah. Well, it, it's something that I do maybe five or six times a year uh, when Pastor Philip takes a break, and we do what we call standalones. Uh, but this is the beginning of something a little different. So how did that come about? What was the what caused this change? So um, I love Pastor Philip's description of with flexibility, right? Consistency and flexibility. Um, we've been flexible from the very beginning. We launched the West Campus in January of 2009, meeting it at the Convocation Center, setting up, tearing down every week. And uh, our message at that time was week delay. So we would record his message on a Sunday and we'd show it the next Sunday. And then uh, that sort of evolved into um, burning a DVD day of from the nine o'clock service and driving it across town. And... Um, Ultimately, we had these P2 cards that came out of the camera, and um, so we, the, the strategy of message delivery has kind of changed multiple times over the years, and we've just been talking um, really for the last couple of years about what's best uh, at the campuses and what's most effective, and so out of that conversation came, you know what, we, why don't we try some in-person um, live teaching on a regular basis? We've discovered that on those days when we have that, uh, we tend to see a little bump in attendance, you know, especially coming out of COVID. I think people are tired of screens. They're tired of watching screens. And so that there's just something different about being there with somebody live in person on the stage. Uh, so, yeah, that's sort of sort of how we got where we where we are now. <laughs> Do you feel like home groups kind of modeled this transition, um, the multiplication of home groups? And now we're starting to see a little more live preaching at the West Campus? Yeah, I mean, definitely um, for us as a church, we, we always say that everything we needed to know about multi-site church, we learned in home group. And so um, multi-site church was just multiplying the original church mission and vision into more locations so we could make more seats available at optimal worship times. And um, for us, the leadership pipeline and the leadership development has always been through home group and serving, but home group primarily. And so, um, you know, we ask home groups to not just have one set of leaders that teach and communicate but it's an interactive, participative experience that everybody um, has an opportunity to lead uh, or facilitate. Mm -hmm. When you say leadership, I just want to ask you, too, I think that word sometimes scares people. Oh, sure. And we say we have leadership roles in Kids Creek or in Centerpoint. Um, you don't necessarily mean leader as in pastor. You mean someone taking a next step in their faith and, and committing to serving. Uh, both. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it is. It can be intimidating, but, um, yeah, it absolutely is somebody that is – is a servant that is serving is is a leader, and because they're taking a step and they're modeling what Jesus tells us, you know, that we should do. And at the same time, we've told home group leaders for a long time that they are pastors, like it or not, they're the ones that are in the trenches. Um, you know, they're they're the point people doing life with their people. So it's both, but it can be scary. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just think our uh, philosophy as a part of that strategy is raising up the next us, right? Mm -hmm. Who are we uh, not only just pouring into, but then who are we releasing and giving opportunities to use their God-given gifts in their specific context? And that that's certainly a part of this where Wes has the skill set as a communicator, uh, and he's blessed to have a staff that can manage a lot of that because, you know— He'll, he is discovering and already knows that, you know, you're looking at about 20 to 25 hours out of his week every week preparing those messages. Um, and so, you know, he's got people around him who are, you know, filling in those spots and stuff. But it's allowing those in leadership or, you know, that we God has brought into our life just to release them to do what they're created to do. And, you know, it's, 
It's not just multiplying physical locations. It's multiplying uh, people to be able to use their gifts to carry out the mission and vision, whatever that is, whether it's a small group leader in Kids Creek or working in production on their campus or sound or, you know, whatever it is. But we are here today because somebody in the last 30 years uh, not only gave sacrificially to provide all that we have, but modeled for us and mentored us and then released us to be able to do what God has called us to do. So why would we not keep doing that? That's good, yeah. And that and that fits perfectly. Um, Danny, when we look to see what's next for the Banks Mill campus, um, are there any major shifts in who we will see on stage at Banks Mill? Great question. And I'm really excited to be able to share for us. Um, one of the things I am very, very grateful for is Pastor Philip, kind of what Wes was saying, give us an opportunity to be able to share from time to time. And one of the great blessings God has given us here is guys that can help communicate, help me communicate. And with Jordan, our center point uh, student pastor, and then with uh, Rick, our adult ministries director, both those guys love to preach and do a fantastic job. So we're just going to get to get to continue to divvy that up amongst, amongst the three of us and be able to share God's word from time to time that way. So I'm really, really excited about that. And then the other thing I'm excited about is the studio that we're in right now is in Building 4. And we've got some exciting things happening in Building 4. Right now, as we're speaking, um, this building is being taken apart. Uh, mm-hmm. It is being renovated. We're and safe so then, we're, right? Yes, you're safe. You're <laughs> yes. safe, I promise. But we are going to be renovating this building, new carpet, new floors, new paint, new toilets, new sinks, new kitchen, just a facelift, because this building for years has been used to transform lives. And it's so cool and to know how many different people have come through these doors and their lives have been changed. And now we're getting to give it a new facelift to get ready to crank it up and continue to do that, continue to help people find their way back to God. So I'm really, really pumped up about what's going to be going on in 2023. It's going to be an exciting year. We know God's going to do some amazing things. And the coolest part is we get to be part of it. So we're pretty excited. Yeah. And you said 1993, right? The very first building? Yeah. So this building is uh, 28 years old by the time it was built and occupied. So it's been occupied for about 28 years. And Man, if these walls could talk. I mean, where we're sitting right now was part of the offices where uh, Pastor Swift's office was right over there. Um, Kay Stanley, our first uh, church secretary, administrative assistant, her office was here. My office was actually out in the little cubby between the men's and women's bathroom. (laughs) I just had a little desk in there. And then Sandra Matthews, uh, when she became our uh, Kids Creek, first Kids Creek director. But I also think about, man, the lives that God has touched and transformed inside these four walls. The Man, the tears that have been shed, tears of joy, tears of uh, brokenness. I think about all the Celebrate Recovery gatherings that have been in here, the student ministry, the D-Now weekends where, man, kids' lives are transformed. So this grand old lady has, has seen a lot. And been such a gift. So to know, you know, she's getting a little freshening. She's getting updated uh, because I expect and hope and prayerfully look forward to the next 30 years that God uses this. Because this building we're sitting in is part of uh, the sacrificial giving of those 93 families in those early days who gave 
way over and above just their regular weekly gifts. I mean, they're giving to provide these resources. And man, God has obviously been faithful. And we are so blessed as a congregation. And I'm so thankful for the generosity of the people who are a part of Cedar Creek Church today because it's their giving that has allowed us to make these renovations without having to do a special campaign or, or anything like that. So I'm stoked because the community uses this building a ton as well. And I'm not a huge fan of buildings because the church ain't a building. But man, a place where God moves and works, uh, wow. I can't wait for the next 30 years. Is the jacuzzi getting ripped out? (laughs) (laughs) That's a little secret nobody knows, but there's a jacuzzi underneath that stage out there. My mom was baptized in it. Yeah, was the baptistry. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So speaking of giving and the opportunities that giving provides, uh, I guess that giving played a role in the plant of the Ridge Campus. Is that right? Yeah, I think she's talking about that was you and me. Ridge. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes Ridge, that's me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's incredible to be a part of something that's, uh, I don't know, that, that God's used in, in multiple locations uh, the way he has with us, and I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of it. I know Ridge has been out there 13 years now, I guess, as the Ridge campus, and, uh, and um, I'm coming up on nine, and absolutely loving just being a part of that community and it's been incredible to see not only what the people at the the ridge area have done but what we've been able to accomplish by being part of something even bigger than ourselves being a part of a multi-site so being uh very grateful to be a part of that Mm -hmm. and so pastor philip talked earlier about how much time it takes to prepare a message what do your weeks look like what what do you spend your time doing when you're pastoring the Ridge Campus. Oh my gosh! It, yeah, um, I know it's funny when we started talking about the the possibilities of doing this. I was like, you know, I might be totally content with the way we're handling message stuff now. I like preaching a few times a year, but um, I don't know that this. I've spent so much more time involved out in the community, and and obviously we're a smaller campus, smaller staff, and all that. That uh, I'm uh, right now, uh, and I say right now because I mean you never know. Ask me six months from now, I might be totally changed, but uh, we're we're content with uh, just me preaching a few times a year and and being involved in other things and a story i was sharing with y'all beforehand about the had a pastor teach me by the the headlights on a car or whatever if if i'm heading to the store and i get in the car when i turn on the headlights it doesn't show me all the way to the store it shows me what i need to see and i feel like that's what god shows us so that's why i say for right now i feel like god's saying hey stay the course man things are are uh, are beautiful and uh and um you know i'm content and uh not that my can me being content is always going to be in God's plan. He needs to get me out of my comfort zone sometimes, but uh, I like where we are and what we're doing right now. Yeah, I, I, you know, I love that thinking of as a church and as the leadership of the church, man, we hold the mission and the vision pretty tightly. And, and we have to fight a lot of fights for that. Let's do this. Let's start that ministry. You know, we want to hold on to our specific mission and vision as a church. But, man, strategy, we got to hold that with an open hand. And I think what happens to all of us, all of us can look at places where we've done this in our own life, whether it's the church, our family, the job, whatever. We tend to hold the strategy real tightly, whether it's a style of worship, a music dress, strategy of how teaching happens. We tend to hold tightly to the wrong things. I know I do in my life. And so, you know, we don't like change. It makes us uncomfortable. Uh, But man, we just need to hold that strategy open handed because that's what 30 years of Cedar Creek Church has been a history of holding mission and vision tightly, but holding strategy loosely. 
And man, just letting God move and the Spirit work. So. Well, I am incredibly excited to see what's to come in 2023 for all of our campuses. Um, but one event that will bring our campuses together um, is Celebrate, like it's 1993. <laughs> Pastor Philip, can you tell us a little about that? Yeah, I'm incredibly excited. I mean, a, a 30th birthday for a church is a big deal. And so as we just kind of started thinking about that, we want to do a couple of things. One, we just want to have a huge, fun family gathering, not only for those who call Cedar Creek Church home now, but for those who have been a part of Cedar Creek, maybe have moved out of the area, or maybe God has moved them to another ministry, another mission, another vision. And so we want anybody that's ever been a part of it, but we also want to celebrate with our communities. You know, we are so blessed to be a part of these larger communities. So we're inviting the whole community to join us. It's going to be Saturday, April 15th, uh, out at Generations Park, which is a massive outdoor city park. We're going to have some music, got a lot of fun activities. I was hoping we could have elephant rides, but I think we're going to have to settle for camel rides. Which camels play into Cedar Creek Church history. Yes, because when we open uh, Building 5, the large worship center here at our Banksmill campus, when we were one campus in one location, that Christmas... Pastor Swift rode a camel out on stage and did the welcome and greeting uh, from the back of a camel. So we're going to bring back the camels to ride. Uh, maybe we should bring some motorcycles because he used to ride a motorcycle. <laughs> too, yeah. so, so. But it's just going to be a fun, incredible, huge outdoor party. And what excites me, even though it's our church's birthday, we're going to leverage that to give a gift to our community. How cool is that? So mark your calendars, man. You got that guys got that up now? <laughs> Saturday, down. April 15th. You'll see more details coming, but I am super excited about everything that's going to happen that day. That's amazing. I can't wait. Well, thank you all for joining me. Um, I'm Sam Radford, Communications Director for Cedar Creek Church. I always leave that out. Um, and thanks for joining us for the Cedar Creek Church podcast. And we might be back soon. Thank you.